Welcome to Healing with the Masters. We are so delighted that you've chosen to hang out with us for this series of speakers, inspirational wisdom, powerful affirmations, invocations, activations, prayer, and healing. Healing with the Masters represents transformation to ignite your light and to show you a framework of possibility for moving into a new way of being in your life, modeling that for others in your life, and changing the whole planet. Enjoy this powerful series. Now, if you're interested in joining us live, then just go to hwtmpodcast.com. That stands for Healing with the Masters, hwtmpodcast.com. Register there for the current season. And did I mention? It's free. Join us absolutely free. You just have to register. But for now, enjoy these shows because they created the most amount of transformation. They created the most amount of buzz, insights, and miracles of possibility. These are just as powerful as the day they were recorded. The vibration and energies are still present and available for you. And if you're listening to them, it's because you're ready right now. Know that you helped to create this content. Your desires and intentions have brought this very broadcast here before you. So listen, engage, and enjoy. And again, if you'd like to join us in our live season, remember to go to hwtmpodcast.com. You just have to register. Join us, experience the light, absolutely free. Now enjoy this show. Welcome everyone to Healing with the Masters, Volume 13, to this powerful season. You know, this 2014 set of seasons is unique in that it's our second year of the Aquarian Age. And this is a year of let's get her done. <laughs> this is our soul group opportunity to commit to our journeys, to engage in our lives, and in the process and together make a difference on this planet. We are so delighted that you chose to hang out with us this season. And I want to remind you that you are beckoning forth all the content on this and every show of this season of Healing with the Masters. Your intentions have brought forth this very moment. So everything is here for you. That's what's so powerful about our Healing with the Masters community. You create the content through your intentions. I also want to remind you that the healing part of our name means transformation. It means realignment and repatterning. It means you are on a pathway to change it all. And we're so excited at what you are about to create for yourself. Now, you may think that the masters are the remarkable speakers that we're bringing on each week. But we know that you are actually the master that you are seeking. All of the answers are within you, and the master teachers you're hearing on this series are giving you nudges and hints as to who you truly are, that bright, sparkling being of light and love you are. I am so glad we've all come together in this beautiful community and are making a difference through what we're co-creating. So thank you for joining us. And today, I am so excited to welcome a dear friend and a, a powerful master in the field of numerology and intuition. Dr. Robert Peace. Um, Robert holds a PhD in transpersonal counseling and mystical science. He is uh, a true definition of mystic. This is someone um, I think who's probably done this in many lifetimes. <laughs> and he's honed his skill to a beautiful edge of, of light in this lifetime. He is the creator and the power behind everything awakening and founder of the Robert Peace International and Global Empath Community, a powerful community of empaths that get together to support one another and to expand the, the gift. Dr. Robert has a celebrity client of the who's who of the entertainment industry, as well as numerous high-profile wealth coaches in real estate and financial abundance. He's also been called the coach behind the coaches and is a well-respected psychic to the stars. Dr. Robert has been the advisor on many spiritual films, including Sacred Journey of the Heart, and is the author of The Spiritual Boot Camp, This Is Your Wake Up Call, and soon-to-be-released book, The Power Behind Everything. 
Uh, Dr. Robert, I also want to tell you, we'll talk about that a little today, also has had many lives. <laughs> uh, he has he was a, um, a huge and renowned um, stylist, I don't think that's the word for it, but um, someone who does all the uh, costumes and so on for Broadway um, and for film and television. And uh, he, he kind of had a journey with that that, that shifted over time. And now he does this. Thank goodness he's, he's doing his wonderful gift. Thank you, Robert, for joining us. Dr. Robert Peace for joining us here on Healing with the Masters today. It's awesome having you here. Well, thank you, Jennifer. It's awesome being here. I also love the opening that you shared. And I do. It's, this community is amazing. And everyone here is the Masters in their own work and life and playtime. It's wonderful to be a part of this community. Thank you for sharing and inviting me to play. Of course. I, I, I love having, um, you're, you're kind of a new uh, guest for Healing with the Masters, and it's always fun to find new folks that are really contributing on this planet. So I'd like to start a little bit. Um, you, uh, specialty is numerology. I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, what is numerology and, and why is it important? Well, it's a great question. Numerology, and my work specifically, is vibrational and intuitive numerology, which is sort of a deeper insight into all the numerologies that have been studied. Numerology has been around for thousands of years. It started with what we know historically, the Sumerians and the Chaldeans, back when we first discovered alphabets and, and numbers, really. And it has branched out throughout many civilizations, the Egyptians, the, uh, the Jewish tradition with the Kabbalah, uh, with the Vedic tradition of the Indians, the Chinese tradition, and a lot of the astrology that have come forth from that experience has been uh, magnified by the science of numbers. Pythagoras, who was a Greek philosopher who eventually moved Italy to start his community and tribe of followers, was considered the, the uh, real master of numbers. He brought forth a lot of information, especially in being able to give us the opportunity to use math and numbers symbolically to represent alphabet uh, pieces that also became the construct of what we call modern-day music. How we write music is based in uh, so much of his uh, structure and, and production, to be able to not only just sing the song, but also be able to write the script of it and then be able to share that script with the world so that they can also learn the music themselves. So if there's an enormous tradition. It's based on numbers. Numbers are then utilized into the symbolic part of what we call our alphabet, A through Z. And um, there's a lot to, to do with what they, their, their value and their meaning is. They have a symbolic representation throughout these different tribes, throughout culture, and I've studied them all. Then uh, sort of that mystic, as you spoke of before, that my, not so much the seeker of truth, but this, uh, the, 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 the guy who wanted to know what is out there, the, what's the story behind it, what's the power behind it, why we have arrived at where we have in our cultures, our ideas, our belief systems. I'm a bit of a philosopher, um, and uh, that matched with the psychic medium ship and being born as a gifted psychic that could sort of read minds and, you know, see into people and to tap into vibrations and see colors and, you know, kind of do things that most of the people in my neighborhood weren't doing, Jennifer. And, you know, I was considered sort of a weirdo growing up. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, exploring that became sort of a, a lifelong, um, you know, deeper thing that I wanted to have my expedition of truth to be about. So that obviously led through all the different modalities that uh, one would study in the mystic sciences and uh, religions, but I was always interested in numerology. The thing I didn't understand was why there was so much contradiction, that each one of the fields sort of didn't get along with the other field. They didn't resonate in equal term, much like world religions, sort of a base truth there. But then the ideas get expanded by the political constructs of the time. So going across the board, looking at all of them and connecting those with what was going on within me in terms of the, what I was picking up as an intuitive vibrationally and then working and developing this program and process with clients for many years now, the proof was in the pudding and I began to identify the deeper pieces to each one of the numbers 
being one through nine, which are the base numbers that we use, much like the numbers in the alphabet, uh, the letters in the alphabet, will serial back and forth between those nine numbers. And once they get duplicated, they have different values and meanings. But there is a real deep symbolic meaning in this hero heroine journey of the nine numbers, and that became what I was fascinated with, and began to expand in my work. Wow. So. Um you said that um, numbers, uh, you know, the Pythagorean piece of it and music is, is fascinating because uh, music is very much, as you said that, um, a mathematical art. Um, but it's the art of manipulating that math so that the vibration of these numbers be can be expressed. And and is that kind of what happens with our life, is the vibration of the numbers that we've chosen? I mean, did we choose our numbers, and how did we choose them, and is it is it our name? Is that part of the numerology? Is it our birth date? And do we choose that, and, and is that the expression of our life? Well, what's so fascinating is that's a, a you know, multiple question, and it, kind of to really make it concise is that it's interesting that what we've been able to do in modern science is that we've been able to create machines that actually can calibrate and calculate and register the frequencies that are already present. It's sort of like we, we created a grand piano and then we, uh, you know, tightened the core the strings to have certain vibrations for each one to have this resonant field, basically based on what we call the sophagios, the tones, in modern science, we now look at those tones and we realize that they have a certain frequency that they register at, which actually match up to the nine numbers. This is the mind-blowing part of it, is that everything is sort of connected, as we all know, energy is everywhere. And so what we can now look at is what is the frequency, actually the registration of the tone in harmonics, along with the value of the sound itself that you and I sing with our voice. And so when we begin to answer the second part of your question is that you know is it something we come in with is it something we choose for me growing up all i heard were people's songs to me every person that i encountered right. had a song mm -hmm. they were singing and it was vibrant sometimes and sometimes it wasn't so vibrant it was sort of what we call tone deaf you know it was <laughs> like they were they're out there <laughs> doing what they're doing and they think wow 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 but you know people are going oh wow wow whoa. they're ca they're causing dissonance in the vibration right <laughs> they're calling causing dissonance and they really some you know they don't really know it we don't really know it we're we're showing up wanting to be in the love our desire is to be that you know it's like we want to be accepted we want to be loved we want nurturing all that stuff but, you know, sometimes the song doesn't sound so great. So for me, uh, I was always attracted to that. I was attracted to what is it, why is it that some people seem to sing better than others? And this is on so many layers, right? We're not just even talking about the voice, but the voice is a strong, powerful thing. It's the, the word of the divine. It's, it's how we bring forth what we manifest is through sound. And um, so looking at it in terms of tone and how we've registered that over the the, the modern age to, be able to understand that these have values, they're dissonant, they're resonant, they're higher, they're lower, they have all these different fields of values, how we vibrate to them, allow us to either feel good or to feel bad uh, about you know, feelings in general, and this is what shows up in each one of us. People get around people, some people feel bad around other people, some people feel good. What is that about? And so that really mm -hmm. became the depth of my work. As far as the name, interesting enough, our names are chosen by our parents, our you know, some family relatives or whatever. I was actually named after a movie star in reverse. His name was Dale Roberts. My mother said, let's name him Robert Dale. Uh, you know, it's very interesting how these names are chosen. And then we look at them. They have some sort of great continuity to how we then show up and how we sort of perform our song our chosen name becomes the instrument that we're going to play our music on whereas our our birth date is really sort of our ip address it's how we come through through the stargate so to speak into this vibrational 3d and we brought that with us so part of it a lot of it we bring with it which is our blueprint and the other part of it we sort of enhance by mastering hopefully in a lifetime or many lifetimes, as you say, um, uh, the ability to play one or more instruments in our own life. And this is where we find the continuity and the balance.
Mm. Wow, that's cool. So the name is the instrument and the birthday is the IP address. And you mentioned this this notion of the IP address is kind of the blueprint. Um, say a little bit more about the, our new, our personal birthday. It is the blueprint. And, and um, you know, are, are we stuck with it, Robert? <laughs> well, we're not stuck with anything, my darling. As you well know, if anybody should know that, we shift constantly. You know, I totally believe in my heart that truth is liquid. It's a fractal that's expressing and growing and, and having this extraordinary experience, and we're inside of that expression, uh, always changing, always evolving into something magnificent, more of what we are. Um, so for me, it's <clears throat> I never look at it as being stuck. I look at it as being an understanding that it's like understanding the tones and music. Uh, we can do anything we want with it <clears throat> once we get out of the left brain process. It's sort of the left brain is where the five ingredients are that make up the thousands of recipes. We have about 48,000 thoughts in our left brain that we play with every day. <clears throat> in the right brain, we've got billions of thoughts that are a collective collaboration of all humanity and all thought that has ever been or ever will be. So when we can tap into that, wow, that'll open us up to being able to have so much creative intelligence and express at such a magnificent level of understanding all the systems of information that are available to us in the manifest, unmanifest consciousness. However, because we get stuck, where we get stuck is how we are using our instrumentation to play a certain amount of songs that are the same songs over and over again based on the same idea or construct. Imagine if you understood the music of the Indians and the Chinese and the Russians and the Italians and the Tarantella. How much would that expand us into being able to create even a um, new sound, new ideas of what music is? And we're kind of doing that, right? Music is really evolving in a way that's it's come a long way since the flute and the drum and the, uh, and the rock. So what's happened here is that we get stuck in a certain, uh, certain amount of mixes of frequencies. And I bring this up in my work. This is what I specialize in is that I don't only look at the numbers that are in the birth date of a person, Jennifer. I look at the numbers that are not in the birth date, the missing numbers, because yeah. for me there's nothing missing. Of course, everything's whole, perfect, and complete. However, we vibrated a lower place when we were sort of deactivated in the things that we don't feel equal to in the world that we're marrying. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not clear enough. I'm not trusting enough. I'm not stable enough. Whatever the I am not begins to deactivating us, builds walls and barriers that separate us between ourselves and love. And this is where I really like to f take a, a look at, because what we focus on often is what isn't working in our life. A grand piano sounds great. It's got all the potential to be this beautiful instrument that a master, you and I, can sit down and play these extraordinary songs on. One key out of tune, rant, 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 rant. That's all everybody in the audience hears. They can't focus on anything else, right. and neither can we. And that becomes what we begin to uh, act, deactivate within ourselves what we're focusing on that isn't working in our life. So when we can tune that up, you know, just basically get a register that brings it back into its its perfect whole and completeness, then the song that we're playing as a master sounds perfect whole and complete, and we are in that moment in the flow of it. So this is the beauty of it in terms of how we get out of this this thing we call being stuck. We actually begin to focus on everything else that is working, that is beautiful, that is playful in our life, and we begin to activate the parts that aren't and bring them into balance, the law of polarity, law of balance, and everything in our life together as one. Well, um, why, Robert, would we have missing numbers? If, if that missing number is going to create these walls and barriers, because, I mean, we don't even know what we don't know in the case of some of these missing numbers, right? So why would we create that? Well, the shadow side, the dark side of who we are, I guess is as much the, the potential of uh, we can, law of polarity says whatever is active on one side can be deactivated on the other, what's light on one side is dark on the other. So there must be a transparency here that you and I and everyone else is moving through that we oftentimes don't see because we have this mirror called manifestation in front of us and we believe it's real, uh, the 3D is all there is. So 
for me, it's that the number, I call them the missing numbers simply because all the numbers are there. All the tones and sounds are, and frequencies are within us at all times. However, when, what we don't see, feel, touch, hear, smell, and taste in the 3D oftentimes either is irrelevant to us in our, how we function in our daily life or it's just unapparent. It's, it's the metaphysical. It's beyond what we know about the physical realm. Sort of for me, why and how people don't read minds or see colors or talk to spirit world, I never understood that either. It's like I thought everybody could do that. But for me, I never knew what love was. Uh, I was always in search of love outside of myself, looking for it in all the right and wrong places all over the world. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know that it was inside of me. And those who do know what love is, they probably were looking at folks like me going, well, what the, what's the problem here? I know what love is. I'm sure you, you do too. It's within you. But I didn't. It wasn't apparent. It wasn't obvious. It was metaphysical to my experience. So the missing numbers represent the parts of ourselves that we don't see. We don't taste. We don't touch. We don't smell. We don't feel. But they're always part of us. We just sort of deactivate them by doing this thing I call I am not. I am not pretty, I'm not smart, I'm not talented, because the mirror in the world shows up saying, look at all that rich, fabulous, famous, wonderful, talented, grand, gorgeous thing going on around you, and why don't you have it too? And uh, so then we go, oh, well, I don't have that, do I? And we deactivate our emotional field into feeling bad about those parts of ourselves. We close them down, and then that becomes the focus, sort of the pimple on the face, becomes the ugliness of our face instead of all the rest of it, which is so perfect and beautiful and complete. So that's for the missing numbers or for me. I just use them as a symbolic representation of saying all the frequencies are there, all the energy is there. But where our birth date doesn't have the numbers, to me, it's the resonant field that isn't obvious. And I, I'm kind of the, the person that likes to take a look at what isn't so obvious in my life. And uh, it has helped me to support others in doing the same for them. So, Robert, we talked about, um, it feels like there's, like there's some aspect of karma that's in what you just shared with us. That, that's part of this whole notion of the missing number, that, that's part of our whole, you know, kind of the reason why there's something that's missing for us to play with. Can you maybe, and you, you and I have talked about this before too, you actually talked about this in a session we did together that was so powerful, and I would love to, to share that kind of perception with the audience as well. Yeah, and it's beautiful because the karmic residue you're talking about or mentioned that we've discussed is, shows up in what the missing numbers really represent. The missing numbers really, and they're most magnificent, represent how we're showing up on the planet to really activate the parts of ourselves that we can do here in the 3D, that we can play in the field of the divine love, and we can come here and say, this is the parts that I want to, uh, the roles I want to play, the pieces that I want to, to understand and develop and to nurture within myself and to grow in that abundance with. So understanding what those missing parts are is where a lot of people go, what is my sole purpose? Why am I here? And when we can say and activate that piece and say, well, this is why you're here to grow that piece. And yeah, sometimes it does show up as painful because we judge it. But a lot of times it's there to really remind us that we are having this new experience and that we can really get excited about it and uh, grow from it. It's, it's very powerful, Jennifer. Yeah, it it, it kind of gives me a little measure of hope. Now, now, there's something interesting that's happening that I'm feeling, and tell me if this is true. I'm kind of feeling like, um, as we're having this discussion about numbers, that there's energy that's being um, uh, created and on the call itself. That that there's some kind of supportive energy um, for each of us that's being um, delivered from you. Is that true? Absolutely. It's the, I call it the frequencies of success. Mm. It's when I feel the different vibrations and we tap into this, this energetic field where we uh, allow the joy and the feeling good to come through. It's stepping into the intention of I have a choice to feel good or to feel bad at any moment instead of reacting in a cause effect to what we do call karma, things that we've created in the past that are now showing up today and that we're, we're seeing and feeling and we're reacting to and how we react to it will 
decide how we feel about it, which actually will go into the future self and it will attract from that place starting today. So if we can say, you know, I'm going to be in not, I'm going to be in no judgment about how I'm doing today. I'm going to allow myself to feel good in spite of what all the crazy is going on because I can, I can be in charge of that. I can have the self control. I can love me and take care of me no matter what all this outside experience and external thing is being it's bombarding me with to allow me to know that as I feel good today and tomorrow and the next day, a year from now, I'll even feel better. So stepping into that intention today is the feeling of activating this beautiful thing that I imagine within myself called how big is my love. And I sort of open that question up inside of this community at large while we're in the call. How big is the love of each one of us? How big is our love collectively? How big is the love of everyone on the planet for animals and the stars and the ocean and the mountains and their children and whatever they see the love as being and feeling within themselves? And collectively, when we are in this place, everything becomes transformed. All the parts of ourselves that do, that do not feel whole, that feel broken, that are in pain, can be transformed within this enormity of the love. So this is the activation that I'm setting the intention with right now on the call. Well, I can really feel that. Uh, it feels like there was a, <coughs> excuse me, a softening in my being as you were sharing that piece. Uh, so, so again, back to this this idea, and thank you for for validating that because it felt like there's a real transformation happening right now. And as we talk again about the missing number, and I, I just wanted to share this little piece that when I had a session with Robert that was quite transformational for me. It really transformed the way I am um, in every single day. Um, and he shared with me what the missing number was from my uh, birth date and and reveal to me a place that is like i didn't know i didn't know and it was such a cool experience for for me personally in my numerology what was missing was the energy of play and uh i think probably some of you would say well you're incredibly playful but that's not what what this what robert was sharing with me what was missing was the energy of actually knowing how to play so when i do music um, I'm usually recording it <laughs> so that I can share it. When I'm doing just about anything, it's usually in a field of of service um, to to share. And so um, play is not that. Play play is actually kind of a a selfish, in the best way possible, act. And I've never really done it. And so since that session, I've I've started really thinking about what play looks like for me. And I bought a guitar and I'm, I've got uh, this, this, um, this game called Rocksmith and it's teaching me how to play the guitar through gaming. And um, I'm going to learn how to play the piano. Those are the things that are play for me. And uh, it was, it was really, really cool. So, so the, and each num- missing number, Robert, um, represents a different aspect of these kinds of energies. And, um, you are actually capable of not only sharing the number, but sharing the intuitive aspect of that. Is that is that right? Yes, I use the map, and that's thank you for sharing that piece about yourself, Jennifer. Because playfulness is something that uh, is deactivated in a lot, a lot of people. Uh, it comes up a lot, uh, as all of the different uh, pieces do. But right now, I think more than anything, as you know, we talked on Prediction Week about this is the year of compassion. It's the year of understanding. And part of that understanding is what is it in ourselves that we really want to show up fully in and express ourselves. And that was what happened with you. You said you realized, oh, this is it. I, I want to play more. When I was at your house and you came over proudly showing me that fabulous new guitar you got. It was like, <laughs> I got excited too, right? Oh, I want to play it too. You're like, get the rock star thing or whatever it's called. Rock we'll Smith. Start a band. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start jamming and we'll go, you know. And you're right. So much of everything is in service. We, we t- have a tendency to want to be in service to the world, uh, to help others, to support others, to do whatever for everybody else oftentimes ourself is at the bottom of our bucket list and uh in the in the one of the missing combinations i i talk about 
is frustration where we have an, a tendency to have an expectation of an outcome that doesn't show up, so it ends up being disappointment that leads to a deactivation process of frustration or procrastination. It was a really difficult one for me to break through because I was always never understanding, well, I'm not a procrastinator. How could I have this, this, the, these missing numbers? And I don't feel like I'm always Johnny on the spot. I'm a doer. And then I realized what it was within myself because I couldn't see it either is that I was at the bottom of my bucket list. I was always there for everybody else. Call me to help you move. I drop what I'm doing. I'm over at your house. I'm helping you move. I'm in service. And always sometimes putting off what I need and require to nurture and love and take care and provide for me, not from a business aspect of, you know, running an organization or making money or whatever, but actually that sense of, how do I, where am I on my own list? <laughs> and when I started really taking a look at it, I went, oh my gosh, I'm way down on my own list. I need to up that ante here, get myself to the top of it so that I'm actually making sure that I'm taking care of and nurturing myself as well. So yes, each one of these vibrations within our numbers within each person's, I call it a map of manifestation, which is your birth date. We can go deeper with your birth name, but the birth date says so much. It tells a lot more than oftentimes we recognize until we begin to see inside of it that where we are feeling deactivated or low within ourselves, like you said, you didn't know that you didn't know, uh, that begins to appear where we do know, and the field of awareness shifts everything, doesn't it? It shifts everything. And so is this kind of... um, uh you know, when when we are feeling this this core of blocking and the re- repetition of that block, that repetition of that pattern, is is this in part how we can address that? It's a big way we can address it. It's interesting enough that just by the simple measure of tuning ourselves, uh, the recordings that I've created for this this uh, uh, this package is all about just getting ourselves in tune, attunements. I was uh, studied as a healer for many years, Reiki and uh, quantum healing, many different modalities, hands-on healing. I was always fascinated by the process of this. Um, I lived in Japan for many years and studied actually hands-on healing in Japan and that people's hands could heat up so much and there could be so much transformation in that. And now we understand that the, that energy that's being transferred actually has a hertz it registers in a sound and a tone every color has a sound and a tone and a number value to it every part of the cosmology has a number to it everything in a construct in the matrix is broken down to a numerical value it's the language of the spheres and uh, it is the construct of sound so when we take a look at where we are, know that we don't know, and then we bring that up to where we do, uh, as Carl Jung suggested, uh, suggested, we cannot solve anything from the field of the problem with a solution. We have to raise ourselves above it into a new state of awareness beyond that field so that it becomes another bird's eye view. And we go, oh, whoa, well, aha. It's like one day we're feeling better, so we say, I think I'm going to eat lighter. I, I feel like a salad today instead of a cheeseburger. It's not going on a diet and I'm going to push and force my way through this weight loss program. I'm simply feeling better about myself, feeling lighter. And so my, my, what I eat begins to evolve and change and what colors I wear shifts and changes and what kind of thing I want to do play versus work. And we begin to ask these questions and feel these feelings. And so through the attunement process that I I've offered, I've worked on, developed for a long time now. The soundtracks supports that awareness, allows us to feel better about ourselves so that we can create right choices and correct navigation each and every day of our life. Mm, wow, that's so cool. I love this notion of attunement. And it feels like when we, um, uh, when we attune, and you know, as part of that is in attuning to the missing pieces, so getting the frequency of the number that's missing and attuning to that, as well as tuning up, our current frequencies, um, it allow, I, I love the analogy of, of the, the weight loss, which you're, you personally have experienced. You've lost, what, 80, 70, 80 pounds. Is that right? I have. Yeah. I have. Congratulations. And so, so the idea there is instead of will forcing you into a diet to lose weight, the attunement gives you a supportive energy that it becomes a natural state to eat differently. Is that the idea? 
It is. It's more the flow mm -hmm. uh, and than it is the force. And we don't, you know, as manifestors, you know, our generation especially, uh, the, the whole fact that whole last hundred years on this planet has been about individualization, self-determination, moving forward like light in one direction. We'll build it. We'll tear it down. We'll build it. We've been in that mindset and those programs. So it's been a lot of force, a lot of stubbornness. <clears throat> I'm not so sure about how much... The willfulness is, but it's definitely been a sense of stubbornness. We're going to go through that wall or over it, around it. We're going to blow it up. We're going to run a marathon. By golly, that wall's not going to stop me. But oftentimes that wall is there to say, hey, maybe it's time to just sit down and relax. Right. Just be quiet. Just kind of chill. And we're sort of not of that mindset most of the time. It's like, I don't have time for that. I got to, it's late. It's late. I've got a very important date. You know, we're off and running all the time. So the attunement allows us to move into the rhythm of allowing us to just quiet ourselves down within so that the quiet voice, the intuitive voice, the inner voice, the sacred child voice, whatever we want to call this voice begins to be a little bit more pronounced, a little more clear, and we get new idea like that one. Mine a year ago came, you know, while I was doing uh, the second half of these frequencies, is that all of a sudden one day I just said, you know what, I think I'm done eating sugar. And I didn't really know what that meant. And then I was watching the television show, and the guy was on there selling a book about um, doing less than so many grams of sugar a day. And I said, oh, this sounds fascinating. If I reduce the sugar, what will I feel like and look like? So I went to the grocery store, as I normally do, and I began walking down the aisles looking at things that had sugar in it and making a conscious decision that I'm going to buy things that don't have sugar in it. Well, I was blown away that 98% <laughs> of everything in the store on yeah. all the aisles had sugar in it. And not just a little sugar, a lot. Mm -hmm. So I found myself doing what everybody else probably who already has been doing this knows is that I was in the peripheral buying vegetables and, you know, uh, protein uh, things and very, very little stuff in the middle. And um, just naturally, as I began to have this diet, for two weeks I reduced down to five grams of sugar a day just to see what that would look like and feel like, which actually was kind of easy because I was in this conscious field to do it. Right. And the next thing I know, a year later, 70 pounds were off my body. I shed 70 pounds just and, and feeling good about it, not missing anything, not thinking, oh, I've got to have that. Didn't mean once in a while I didn't you know, eat some candy or have a piece of cake. Are you kidding me? Because it's all about <laughs> celebration. <Sure. laughs> it's Play-Doh. You've got to eat Play-Doh once in a while just to remember how salty it is. <laughs> so there I was in that space, and I said, well, this is a very interesting occurrence. Because I had done diets so off and on for years, and they would work. But then after a while, I would find myself stepping, falling back into the same old habits and then over a period of time, gaining the weight back and even more weight than before. So I went, okay, this isn't working for me. And what I've recognized in the proof of my own pudding with the frequencies that I've been developing and the sound engineering that's been going on with this, uh, which has been a marvel in itself, that I've changed. It's changed me. It's allowed me to feel better about myself, to be more playful, to recognize where I'm not showing up in my own life. And, boy, I tell you what, I worked long and hard to think that I was figuring that piece out, and here <laughs> it was happening naturally. Wow. That's so fun. cool. And that's a theme for this season of Healing with the Masters is that – uh, the miracle of of allowing these new technologies to come in here and just support us. We've got so many examples of that this season. It's it's really quite amazing. Clayton Nolte's water, um, uh, you know, Jared uh, Hewitt's um, frequencies. Carol Look has some um, uh, her amazing light vibration, um, and now your your numerological attunements. Um, and then, uh, of course, there's also Tom Palladino scalar energy. I mean, it's just an ongoing theme this season uh, that, that there are these amazing tools that can kind of work in the background and truly support us, truly allow us to, to kind of clean up and clear out so that, that the things that used, used to be a resistance for us can now just happen naturally. Hey, so, Robert, um, would you be open to maybe um, giving us a little sample of an attunement? Sure, absolutely. That would be fabulous. Uh, would you, Bob? Do you know what you know? What we're going to do. I'm going to let because we're just being off the cuff here. I want you to pick a number from one to nine. Okay, I'm going to pick a number from one to nine. Two. 
Oh, great. And that was the perfect number, by the way, for this year because it's directly in alignment with what we're doing vibrationally. So the cool. frequency of two is the frequency of two is very, very powerful because it's about registering our ability to f- discover cooperation and balance within ourselves, to recognize that the mirror outside of us can be equal in proportion to what it is that we're creating within us so that we actually alter the mirror of our life so that it begins to be integrity and authentic and reflect back at us exactly what we are truly feeling from inside so that we can recognize ourselves. So when we step into this, we open up, it begins with always with trust, trusting ourselves that we have within us the power and the answers to to match that uh, in the outer world. So the reflection then begins to be mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And we recognize I am, I'm the fairest, and I'm priceless. So the activation and the mantra for this is I am priceless. I am, my, the value of who I am within myself is beyond any measure that I recognize in the outer world so that I begin to shift the vibration in the outer world itself to what I see. And intuitively where we begin is that we begin from the state of nurturing ourselves. What does it look like and feel like to have more than enough for myself and more than enough to share with others. It becomes a new opportunity to expand into this. What does it feel like and look like to open up the, to listen to the small little voice within myself that's guiding me and navigating me in the correct course of everything in my life as whole, perfect, and complete? And what does it feel like and look like to know that I'm in total cooperation with my inner voice, that I'm showing up in the world every day activating all the joy and the feeling of choice and happiness that I can have beyond measure. So expanding this vibration out is what does it look like and feel like? And we begin to open up within ourselves because it's not something I'm giving you. It's something you have within yourself. Nothing I'm, sh- I'm just showing you and demonstrating through what does it look like and feel like. So what does it look like and feel like to nurture myself, to allow myself to feel good about everything that's within me showing up and communicating from the divine into the outer world that I play in. And what does it feel like and look like, again, to expand into this process of feeling good, to make the choice of feeling good every day in my life. This is the nurturing process of the second year of Aquarius, as you spoke of. It's interesting. It's the second year of Aquarius, and you pick the number two. So we're here in this <laughs> process opening up. See, it's never, there's never a coincidence with what's going on to be able to open up, to become more expansive, accepting help from others and ourselves, also accepting help from ourselves, accepting support within ourselves, and then moving that into the emotional pool, of, which is the gateway. The two also is the frequency of opening up the emotional pool to allowing ourselves to allow the waters of life to flow through us and then outward into the world, much like the Aquarian symbol of the beautiful goddess in the air holding the vase or urn, pouring the water out, which is the emotional or sacred value of, of who we are in alchemy. So opening this up, what does it feel like and look like to expand myself up into visibility emotionally? And just breathe this in. Breathe it in, activating the feeling that I'm allowing myself to be open emotionally to myself. And however that shows up in the world is all good. But to myself, I'm, I'm out the gateway now. I'm nurturing myself in this field of emotional support. I'm activating this feeling within myself in cooperation with my higher self. And I'm listening to the voice within myself. Whatever the answer is to any question I ask, the first answer I receive is the right answer. And I accept that. Let this be my truth. Breathe it in. Relax it out. Ah. Mm. 
it allows us to really step into the intuitive process. So many of us are intuitive, Jennifer, but at the same time, there's so many who do not trust that inner voice that they ask the question, but they, they don't trust the answer. So they ask the question again and again and again, and they ask it to a thousand people and they get a thousand answers. And then it becomes the lack of clarity or the confusion within the, the mind, right? But then we don't know what the answer is, but all along that was the answer that felt the first answer that felt right inside of myself, the feeling good about the answer. If I felt bad about it or I didn't feel anything at all, perhaps the feeling bad about it was that it's not the right answer for this question. Or if I had no feeling whatsoever, maybe it's not the right question that I should be asking at this moment, that it's going to be something that will be answered later in my life and being okay with that and moving through it. To activate that process is very powerful. Wow, that's really cool. And um, I just felt a, a powerful... Um uh, you know, when you ask questions like, what does it feel like? What's it like? Um, you know, we ask that in cl- question interiorly, in, you know, into our being. Um, we get d- different answers than when we ask why or how. It's really, really cool to feel the attunement of I am priceless and the notion of emotional support, um, really feeling the emotions. You and I were talking prior to the call about how both you and I are going so much deeper in this second year of the Aquarian age with the support that that the the numerological vibrational support as well as the just the energy that's here present um, with feeling our emotions with exploring things that have been behind shut doors um, and that there's a possibility it feels like that attunement is cracking those doors open for us that we are able to be vulnerable and safe in that vulnerability to feel, truly feel the emotions that we couldn't have previously. That this attunement of two feels to me, at least right now, that this whole soul group group that's listening is opening, expanding to be safe and feel good in feeling the previously not safe feelings. Is, Is that kind of what's happening? Absolutely, and it it started with before we talked on the call. So you know, you know how this all works. I love it always. Is that it just sort of starts with an intention, and then it moves into the expression of it. And uh, I had brought up this this piece that I was looking at in my life that I had never seen. And like you had said earlier, if we don't know that we know it, then we don't know it. We don't know it. Right. And uh, what is it? What what is it to know it? And for me, it is that moving out of the how and the why, which is the left brain activity, always the problem-solution field and the what and the where. What do I need and require, and where do I discover the support? Where is the support within myself and within the community at large that can provide a sense of safety, security, and comfort and love and nurturing within our, our, our process to be able to feel that we can say, hey, it's okay to be vulnerable. I can be okay with being vulnerable today. I don't know about tomorrow or last week, but today I can feel vulnerable. I can be open. I can be sensitive. It's something that folks like you and I and most of the people, if not everyone in the community on this call, have had uh, knows, what, knows what it feels like to be battered through the process of sensitivity. Um, I'm feeling that you know, being vulnerable, being sensitive is something that we are not really supposed to show up uh, every day we're supposed to be courageous and strong and have this warrior class mentality and be protected and thick-skinned. You're going to survive in the world. You have to have that thick skin, and <clears throat> it's something that is no longer true. It's a paradigm that we're, we're not activating any longer. We're moving to this nurturing Gaia energy that says being soft, being fragile, being beautiful like a flower or any part of nature. Nature is fragile. Uh, we've learned that because if we don't take care of it, we're destroying it. It doesn't. It, it, it may appear strong, but it is as fragile as we are. And the nurturing process within that is as equal to the nurturing process within ourselves. It's definitely the activation of the day. Beautiful. And um, uh, is it possible um, for us to play a little bit of the number two uh, uh, music to support us in this attunement? Absolutely it is. Okay. Do you want to play it now or do you yeah. want to play it at the end of the show? Yeah, let's play it right now so that we can all uh, kind of play in that music of this att- this powerful attunement that you just gave us through the feeling sense, through your emotional sense, and now playing the music. Um, that would be awesome. <laughs> 
Wow, uh, Robert, uh, holy crap, that was amazing. And you know what's really, really cool is that um, before when you asked me to pick a number, I got a ringing in my ear. As soon as I picked the number, I got a ringing in my ear, and it matched the attunement that you just played. That was really, really, really cool. Uh, I I am just um, astonished. So that little piece of music has allowed us to actually now take what you, you walked us through, through the, the guidance of feeling, and now allowed us to kind of inculcate it deeper. Is, is that what just happened? It's just exactly what happened, and it allows us to really begin to vibrate at this level. And, you know, some people feel it immediately. Some people don't feel it at all. I mean, it's, 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 it's a very uh, profound thing that is going on, a very subtle track. And so as we begin to listen to it, especially the more we listen to it, uh, like you said at the beginning of the show, where listening to these recordings over and over again, you're vibrating at a different level every time you listen to them. You know, you're having a new frequency response, so your awareness level shifts, and so therefore the information field or the system of information that's coming through now is broadcasting more clearly into the the mind. So like that, these frequencies are the same. The more that you listen to them, the greater the response to the attunement. For some people, it's immediate. They feel it immediately. They actually can go right into it and go, wow. Other people go, you know, I, I feel something, not really sure what. And then others go, I don't know. I don't know if I feel anything at all. But it's still activating within uh, that uh, the process of the mind and the body and the heart and the spirit of us all. And those different reactions likely have to do with your personal numerology, with your personal uh, blueprint. Is that is that true, too? Ab- yeah, absolutely. And part of the activation process with this uh, that I might add is that what we haven't really mentioned is the missing combinations. We've talked about the one through nine numbers okay. individually in each one of those frequencies that are unique and individual to each number that are that is in your birth date and missing in your birth date. But what I've also created that was kind of mind-blowing to me because it came on the backside of the entire production as oftentimes, you know, as a musician happens, you're, yeah. you're going with an intention of one thing, and then out comes a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. It's like, wow, I had no idea, right? And what came was the missing combinations, that there were actually sequences of numbers that put together, uh, their, putting together their frequencies, and then building the affirmations, the subliminals, and everything else that are compounded into these multi-tracks. Uh, Jennifer, these tracks are 18, some of them are 30 tracks, mm-hmm. for those of you who know anything about editing and, and sound production. So there's a lot going on here, many, many tracks of music and sound and tone um, uh, in these recordings. But there are missing combinations where they are actually about fields, like I said, the uh, procrastination or uh, developing empathy or uh, letting go of uh, the need to control, discovering greater sense of self-control, letting go of the need to store everything in your head and knowing and allowing that the universe has all the information any time you need or require that's available to you without you having to sort of hoard it in your head, which becomes a lot of work uh, for us when we're trying to remember everything. Um, so that's one of the tracks. And another one is about a sense of security and stability and knowing that we have a strong foundation, that we don't feel insecure, like we have to jump from rock to rock all the time because if we fall off, we're going to sink and, you know, in a quagmire of life. And so how we constantly, unbeknownst to us, are deactivating ourselves in the process become really where the problem field creates the anxiety and stress. So the combinations are part of the activations that I have created and those are also customized for each person uh, specifically to match where they can now do sequential work uh, and a multi and two to three numbers at each one of them that are sequenced in order to really define and really attune it a, a, what I call like the master number level of the work so that's really a fabulous part of this as, as well okay. individual numbers and frequencies, but also the missing combinations. Okay, that's really cool. Now, my final question, Robert. You know, I, I, I've heard a lot about the frequency of love, and I was just curious about the numerology and the vibrational frequency of love from your perspective. Well, the frequency of love is the power behind everything, which is pretty much, you mentioned my new book coming out, is all about the frequency of love. It's the most important, and it is for me, an activation of uh, cooperation and balance with all things in life, 
it is about what is the relationship that we're having with ourself and the higher self and our relationship as it shows up in the world around us. It's the frequency that actually activates uh, within us the love uh, of feeling good. I mean, I always people say, well, what is you know what is love? There's aspects of it. There's a love of animals, love of uh, platonic love, romantic love, all kinds of aspects of love. But love itself really is neither conditional or unconditional. It's transparent. It needs no reflection. So when we step into the activation field of this, what begins to occur is that the love that we begin to feel more of in ourselves, we then begin to see in the world around us automatically. And all the rest of the crap, as you call it, and I call it, kind of starts to dissipate and goes away. We don't really see that anymore. It actually becomes invisible to us as it sort of withers and entropies away in its deactivation. So this is where I think the, this, this field of joy and bliss and all this, the words that people use nirvana is from. The frequency of love uh, is in the sixth energy, and uh, where that begins to open up and activate us is the relationship. What is the relationship we're having with love? And where do we, where do we find the support to uh, support the love within us and how it shows up in the world? So it's a, a very powerful activation. I also want to mention about this is that last year was the activation of love on the planet. So we were really feeling the law of polarity last year, a lot of with uh, the, the love and hate mantras going out there, this sort of polarization effect that was happening worldwide. People are stepping into feeling what is the relationship they're having with themselves and the world around them and feeling that not any longer is there a need to change it, but the, 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 the changes are coming within us. And it's kind of flowing out. Where there were where there could have been revolutions at times, it kind of peacefully got handled. It's really remarkable how much we're evolving and changing. The first year of the year of Aquarius was also a year vibrationally for love, and now we're moving into the the frequency of compassion this year, which is interesting in the second year of Aquarius. So, um, it's it's a very powerful place to be. It's something I think everyone needs and requires, but oftentimes it's not what we're asking for. It's not what we want. We want more money, we want more we want less pain, we want better health, and it's almost as if we're asking sometimes for less than enough. And what is enough? Enough is divine love within all of us and then everything else gets taken care of, doesn't it? Wow, ain't that the truth? <laughs> ain't that uh, the truth? That's a beautiful uh thank you for that lovely description. And again, I can feel that there's an activation just from your your beautiful intention and understanding of the vibration of love that is really opening up my my heart and my being right now. So uh, thank you, Dr. Robert, for um, thank you for this wonderful show. Thank you for um, showing up and um, saying yes to your gifts and for sharing those gifts with all of us and reminding us of what's possible for us um, and reminding us both of the dissonance that's that are in our fields and the the possibility and potentiality of harmony through numerological and vibrational and even music. Um, um, I really appreciate you, and I'm, I'm grateful that you've been able to uh, be present here with us today and, and guide our wonderful Healing with the Masters communities in, in, in new, new ways of, of being and even perceiving. So thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Of course, always the love goes out as it comes in. So thank you so much for uh, honoring this and this community. How fabulous are we in this place Woo! Indeed, indeed. <laughs> and thank, thank you, everyone, for our wonderful Healing with the Masters community. We know you have a lot of choices and, and uh, coming and joining us here and listening to these shows and hopefully sharing them. You know, we love it when you share with your friends and family um, to spread the word, to spread the, pot, the, the, the joy of possibility. Um, as always, I'm, I'm so privileged and honored to know you, to, to play with you, to interact with you, to have your co-creation on each of these shows. So much, much, much love to all of you. And uh, here's to your vibrational expansion, and here's to, to knowing your numbers. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, and uh, goodbye now. And remember, if you'd like to join us for any of our live shows... Just register absolutely free at hwtmpodcast.com. That's H-W-T-M as in Healing with the Masters, podcast.com. Come and join us. Just register for the current live season. <laughs>